Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalize the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. Today, I'm going to be talking about um, the moment I found out I was pregnant and losing my son's twin. Before I found out I was pregnant, I about six months before, I went to the doctor because I had a kidney infection. Um, as soon as I had the doctor's appointment, he referred me to see a sonographer who just was going to do a scan and see that everything was okay um, because it seemed to be quite a bad kidney infection. So when he, when I booked the appointment with the sonographer and I had the scan, he said that there are some cysts on inside my left tube. So he basically said that only one of my, I think it's like fallopian tubes. Basically, I'm only producing eggs from one side of my ovaries. Um, the other side has been blocked by this cyst, which is an easy removal. And then he passed my notes on to the doctor who then explained like, listen, because of your age, so I was 29 at the time. So he said that because of your age and because of this situation, your pregnancy chances have cut by half. And, you know, having kids would be a better idea sooner rather than later, because it's basically going to be harder for you to conceive. Not saying that you can't get pregnant, but it's going to be extremely hard. And the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to be to conceive. Now, me being me back then, I just was like, oh, my God, I can't have kids. After I that had happened, I got my antibiotics, the kidney infection had cleared up and I just kind of put it to the back of my head because I knew that I didn't feel like I was ready to have a kid but I knew that I wanted to be a mum and I really really wanted to be a mum but as I said I moved it to the back of my head and it wasn't something I was continuously thinking about or didn't put much pressure on. I started to feel really like I had a bad 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 flu I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach or okay I've got a tummy bug or something and it was so weird it was like night and day and anyway I just noticed that I, I just wasn't feeling any better this flu that I had was getting worse pain in my stomach was starting to be to be honest a little bit excruciating and anybody that knows me knows that for me to go to the doctor, it has to be really unbearable. So I avoid going to the doctor at all costs. So I noticed that certain things I couldn't eat um, anymore because it wasn't making me feel good. I didn't feel like eating. I went off meat completely. Um, and then I just was laying in bed pretty much, couldn't move, felt so sick. And then my son's dad was like, you're pregnant. I said, I'm not pregnant. It's a leap year. 2016 was a leap year. I said, it's a leap year. And I always, I always miss a period 
or I have an extra period in a leap year. For what reason, I don't know, but I do. But I was like, no, I'm not pregnant. No, I'm definitely not pregnant. He was like, you're pregnant. I said, no, I'm not pregnant. As time went on, I noticed, obviously, I just wasn't feeling any better. I was getting more and more ill. And I started to spit and dry heave. Even though inside myself, I didn't feel I was pregnant. For some strange and unknown reason, I was so nervous. In all honesty, I wasn't just in disbelief. It's weird because I always knew I wanted to be a mum, but I never actually thought it would ever happen. Um, I didn't know how long I was, but I just felt like it just wasn't true. I don't know why. I just couldn't connect. Most people, they see the second minor pregnancy and they make it emotional. This didn't happen for me at all. It just wasn't sitting with me. I just didn't feel like I was pregnant. As days and weeks went on, instead of like most people should have, and I admittedly look back now and say I should have gone to the doctor, which I didn't. And I just, as the days were going on, I started to feel more and more like these symptoms were just getting stronger and stronger. And the belly pain was just literally like someone kept doubling up their fist and punching me in my stomach. So I spent a lot of time literally just feeling so ill and then heaving as well. I heaved a lot, I dry heaved and I started spitting. I completely went off food. I couldn't eat anything at all. Um, All my favourite things I couldn't eat. I didn't want chocolate. I didn't want anything at all. Um, just water and orange juice. Orange juice was a real saver for me during the pregnancy. So anyway, um, as time went on, I was like, well, my period's not here and I'm starting to feel a lot more sick. Maybe I definitely am pregnant. And then I remember I went to the bathroom and I started to... I went to wipe and I saw a bit of blood and I'm like, see, I told these guys I wasn't pregnant, my period's here. And then I started Googling, like, what are the early signs of pregnancy? So in a lot of the articles were saying, okay, so it's it can happen. You can start squatting in the early signs of pregnancy, but it's nothing really to worry about. Um, but I felt inside myself then that it was nothing to worry about. Now, with me being real and honest with myself, I was so elated of the thought that I could possibly be pregnant that I never wanted it not to be true, if that makes sense. So I, in my head, why I kept denying being pregnant is because it was easier to accept that I wasn't pregnant to find out that, you know, I, I wasn't really pregnant or the disappointment of not really be, being pregnant. So by this time, the spotting, it, it was just continuous, continuing. And I decided in myself, like, I am not telling anybody at all because I'm so scared to basically kind of burst everyone's bubble and be like well I'm not pregnant it's my periods here 
Anyway, I just noticed the more I was spotting, the more I started to feel sick. And then I started to get these cramps. And again, I was just kind of ignoring it. And I, I searched on more searching on spotting while pregnant, bleeding while pregnant, because it wasn't heavy blood. It wasn't dripping. It was literally like spotting. It, it was only when I wiped, there's like a little bit of blood. And my mum actually saw on the screen that I Googled it and she said, well, why didn't you say anything to me? And I said, I don't, you know, I think it's, I just didn't say anything because of, you know, I didn't want it not to be true. You know, everyone's talking about, oh my God, Melissa's pregnant. And um, she said, well, I, you know, I think it's normal, but I think you should get it checked out. And I was like, no, I think I'm fine. Now, at this time, I was spending a lot of time at my mum's house because my son's dad worked late as at security, doing security, and he worked late. So I didn't want to be by myself during the day um, or spend all that time at home by myself because I was early pregnant. Um, and only a few people knew, which was my friend and my son's father, and my mum and my stepdad, those are the only people that knew. And I kind of wanted to be as normal as possible, especially with um, the fact that I'm teaching. So I didn't want um, anything changed really as well. I'm going on my way to work one morning and these, I wouldn't say that, that I was in excruciating pain, but I noticed that my sense of smell had really high end and it was making me feel sick. And it, the sickness I was feeling was making me, it was more like my body wanted to vomit, but it wasn't allowing me, which was making me more frustrated. So anyway, um, I went to work and I was sitting down in a classroom and I just felt this, it's really hard to explain, but it's almost like, it, now I would explain it now at, at that time I wouldn't know how to explain it but I would explain it now like my water had burst um so straight away it felt like I peed myself so I was like oh my god what is going on so I got up to rush to go to the bathroom and as I rushed to go to the bathroom and walk these like gushes of blood are uh, coming out of me and then obviously I'm around children, so they alert and the, the other teacher who is, also, who is also my friend. And I ran into the bathroom and I was like, what is going on? What is going on? And she was like, I don't know. And I said, is this period or am I losing a baby? And she's like, I don't know. And then they called my mom and then they called my stepdad who rushed into the you know school. And they're like, we're going to the doctors now. And the whole time I'm just like, I don't think I'm pregnant. I don't think I'm pregnant. I think this is a period. And my mom's like, that is not normal. That's not a period. And I'm still gushing with blood intermittently. Again, now looking back, now I've, I've had my son. I, it was like water's breaking, like I was going into labour. Rushed the doctors. First doctor I went to, office is completely full if you are aware or not aware that I'm actually living in a Caribbean so it's not the same as Western Hospital 
um, to just to go in there and to get a decent service and, you know, to be taken care of costs a lot of money, which I didn't have at that time. So went to another doctor and he was like, sort of basically you're in the stages of miscarrying and then didn't even tell me how far pregnant I was. I didn't, I knew nothing. I just saw a dot. That was it. And the screen wasn't even that clear. So he said to me, the only thing that I can do is go home and um, go on severe bed rest or extreme bed rest. So don't even avoid getting up at all. So in that case, I was just like, okay, I'm going to stay at my mum's house. And so we rushed back to my mum's house and I got changed again because I was still bleeding. And I laid on her sofa on my back and I looked up at the ceiling. And in that time, I, in my life, I've been through a hell of a lot, but at that time, I have never felt so alone I felt so alone and so scared I didn't know what my body was doing to me I didn't know what was happening at all and this bleeding just won't stop so I thought okay well I'm about to lose this baby and I don't know if I have it in me to even try again the evening goes by and I'm trying to keep still as possible because I really want to be a mum. So I kept still as possible and I didn't move. Obviously, I'm still intermittently bleeding. Um, but I, I needed to go to the bathroom. So I just was feeling this kind of pressure, pressing, pressing, pressing feeling. And the only thing I could explain it then was that I needed to use the bathroom. So I went up to use the bathroom and I sat down and when I sat down on the toilet I urinated a trickle and this I could only describe it as a thing because again I just didn't have words came out of me and it was this the biggest clot you'll ever see it's a massive clot of blood just massive and I called my mum and she it's selfish now I think on it but I didn't want to be told I wasn't pregnant anymore and I got up I literally just flushed the toilet and I I just went back and laid down and I was like well that's it I'm not pregnant anymore so I'm sure these symptoms will subside and things will go back to normal. We were just act like this didn't happen. That's what I was mentally preparing myself to do. That's exactly what I set my mindset was. So I still laid still. I didn't want to eat anything, same old juice and water. And then the next day I didn't obviously couldn't work. So I'm at my mum's house and I'm laying down again. I'm by myself and I'm probably not pregnant anymore. Um, I did have another doctor's appointment to go to for to see the sonographer, to make sure everything was fine. Um, that wasn't for another 10 days, I believe. 
So anyway, I then woke up the next morning still determined to be as still as possible. And I had, I remember I had a supplement or I think it's called a supplement. It's basically what it is. It's, it's like a, you use it to counteract food. And because I wasn't able to eat at the time, I decided, well, my mother decided that I should drink this just to give me the minerals and things that I need. I also add as well, I blamed myself straight away. I was like, it's because I haven't been eating, but I can't, I couldn't eat like physically, I couldn't eat. And then after that, I had the supplement and literally I'm going to say about two minutes later, I vomited everything back up. I equated the vomiting to obviously I, I've lost the baby. So that's probably what's happening. Then I tried something else and I vomited that up. And then literally from that moment thereafter. So just as I have passed through this massive clot out my body, everything I consume, I'm bringing back up. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then we got to the point where it come up to me having to go and see the sonographer again because he had to scan and make sure he's, he has actually the professional scan. They're actually called ProScan. Um, and he has a professional, this professional scanning system. And he would tell me what's what. So I called them up to confirm my appointment number one. Um, and then once confirming to see if I could change the appointment because I didn't want to hear the words, you're no longer pregnant. So in my head, I'm not pregnant anymore. That mass that I passed through my body was, that was it. So when I went, uh, called up this office and they were like, well, really sorry, like these appointments, basically, you once you get them, you get them. They're quite a busy company, so therefore, I need to, I'm better to take it because, of the, given the circumstances, it's imperative that I make my appointment. So I got dressed up, and I was I've never been so nervous in my whole entire life. I just felt sick. I felt awful. I felt. I was like, maybe it's taken a while for my hormones to go back to normal because I still feel sick. I'm, in fact, these symptoms are multiplying. And then when I went to the sonographer's office and he put the um, gel on, so I was like, okay, well, this is it, ready to you know, be confirmed that I'm not a mum anymore. That um, device touching my stomach on the gel and there'd be a no baby. So I said, well, I think that I'm around, um, I believe I thought I was like four weeks pregnant at the time. He puts the thing on my belly and there is this fully formed human inside my stomach moving around. I didn't at that point even need to hear a heartbeat. I saw his head, eyes, legs. He was kicking and moving. And he was like, you're not four weeks, you're 13 and a half weeks. I was like, what? 
He was like, yeah. I was like, my God, that I am nearly in my second trimester. He was like, yes, he's that basically are. Uh, point I didn't know that I had miscarried a twin. So in my head, I'm just like, well, what was that? So it was later on confirmed that that indeed was um, my son's twin that I had passed that I passed through the emotional and mental strain that that put me through my whole pregnancy was absolutely and it was an absolute nightmare it was I literally locked myself in my room for the majority of my pregnancy watching Desperate Housewives from season one right through to the very last season, every single episode. And as my bump started to grow and, you know, I was still vomiting up until I believe I was like five months pregnant, maybe even later, but I was still feeling nauseous. I knew I wasn't going to have my son in the Caribbean. So I think, I believe it's like up to seven months you can travel. So I pretty much spent the majority of my pregnancy isolated. And in my head, I would just felt so betrayed by my body because I couldn't control what was happening. And it was so traumatic and the blood and the size of the clot and I'm calling it a clot and obviously I can't name it anything else because that is what I saw. I didn't see a baby. I saw a massive mass of clot. Um, and then when I went to England, I explained to the doctors there exactly what had happened and they were basically confirmed once again that this is what had happened. This is what all of that was about. And it just kind of made me more protective of my son because it was so traumatic for me that the thought of even not being a mum, I, I put myself in danger, obviously. And I literally just become so protective of my bum. And... It's one of those things that I feel that I don't speak about that often because of how painful it is to speak about, number one. It was to go through, even re... It changed me as a person because of the trauma of it. You know, the, the, the feeling of it and my body was doing something to me. This is how I describe it. My body was doing something to me that I couldn't control. And I didn't like that because I it's one thing feeling that you're not in control of your life, but it's so devastating when you feel like you're not in control of your body and that can cause a lot of anxiety and trauma. And... Hence why it's something I don't speak about often because it's so, I still haven't come to terms with it. Um, and I'm still in disbelief, to be honest with you. Um, I, it takes, it took a while for me to basically, for the words to come out, like I lost my son's twin or, you know, it, it took a lot. 
it takes a lot for me to talk about. But when I did and have spoken about this with other women who've gone through miscarriages or similar situations, it feels so comforting in a weird way because it's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not alone. Other women have gone through this as well. They've felt the same way as well. And they just reaffirmed to me that, like, it is traumatic and, you know, even as graphic as what happened happened, they even validate that for me and, like, yeah, that's what your body was doing and that's what it would have felt like. And, you know, it just was, it was reaffirming and reassuring to me. And I want to put this episode out here for any of those that could sort of relate and see where this may have happened in their life and they've felt completely alone or they're going through something like this and they're feeling completely alone and they can basically relate and it can resonate with them. And I have an episode coming out next week about grief, miscarriage, loss. And I thought I would put out this episode. So it just gave some perspective on me and what I've been through in my pregnancy. And again, just for other women who are going through, have gone through, find it hard to talk about um, their own experience of going through something similar. And one of the things that sort of rang home to me from my first season, I create a platform for other women to be honest about their stories, but how are other women meant to be comfortable sharing their stories on my platform if I haven't even shared my any of my own? So I value this podcast highly and hence why I want to be open. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and you've got a little bit of understanding of me and my life and my pregnancy and I hope to see you next week for the episode about overcoming grief and dealing with grief so thank you once again for tuning in and I will see you next week thank you for listening in to this week's episode feel free to leave a comment like and share this episode if you want a chance to be a guest on the show all you have to do is send me a dm on my instagram which is at the mommy warriors see you next week